and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Happy Corona! Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> uh, normally, this is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we would talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters. Uh, but due to the pandemic, we're going to be talking about what we've been watching here at home. And on this episode, we're talking about The Lovebirds. This is the comedy starring Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae that debuted on Netflix after originally being slated for theaters. I remember seeing uh, the trailer for this a bunch of times in the weeks leading up to when theaters closed. Yeah. So this is a movie we would have likely made the trip to see if it were in theaters. Yep. But now it's on Netflix and we can watch it, you know, 10 in the morning with our dogs. So (laughs) just run it right in the living room. The IMDb plot summary for this reads, A couple experiences a defining moment in their relationship when they are unintentionally embroiled in a murder mystery. So yeah, I guess at the start of this movie are two leads. Um, They've been together for like four years. And they seem to be on the verge of breaking up. And they're just kind of like constantly nagging and picking at each other. Yeah, it was annoying. But isn't this kind of like the same premise is the adam sandler and jennifer aniston comedy that went they were on a boat though murder mystery is that what that was called <laughs> we we watched that yeah I it was we like a murder that. train or like murder murder boat murder well, it's boat also, or something it's but also it's, similar to the movie date night yeah with steve carell and tina fey yeah like just a regular couple and then now they're you know in the in the midst of this convoluted murder mystery um, really the same plot as Date Night. Yeah, so That's, pretty much not an original script. No. You know, a premise like this, it really comes down to the casting. It comes yeah. down to the leads and the chemistry and just, you know, the hope that their camaraderie is going to carry you through it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I like Kumail. And I do too. I- I- Issa, I guess. <laughs> Kumail's funny. He's normally a funny guy. And I, I like him as a lead. He and- was in the Uber Driver movie, right? Stuber. Yeah, so... We reviewed I mean, that on this show. We did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's barely he's remembered. Had, he's had a couple of not-so-great comedies. Well, for, like, starring vehicles. Yeah. He's been, he's been a supporting player for a while, and now, yeah, he's trying to bump it up yeah. to leading man. And this this movie, it pairs him up with director Michael Showalter, who directed The Big Sick a few years ago, which Kumail wrote. It was based on his actual life experiences uh, with his wife, Emily Gordon. And um, he was nominated for an Academy Award for writing that. So this pairing, you know, of uh, actor and director, they've had success yeah. before. You know, The Big Sick was kind of a, like a sleeper hit from a, a few summers ago. And, you know, you put in Issa Rae here, and I think there were some high hopes for this. Man, I'm just not a fan of Issa Rae. We, we don't see her HBO show, Insecure. Yeah, no. We haven't seen that. That was That's kind of her breakout. Yeah. So I don't know what, based on her movie choices, like with Little and the photograph <laughs> and this, it's, yeah, her movie, I mean. Eh. Little was better. I mean, she was the friend, right? That With Regina Hall? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was probably her best movie out of all of them. <laughs> Which isn't saying much. That's not, Little that's not was saying much. Not... Yeah, we reviewed that on this show. Yeah. That was, that was not a positive review. It was not a positive review. <laughs> So, yeah, so they're, Camille and Issa, they're, you know, they're this couple, they're kind of on the verge of a breakup, and they're driving around, uh, you know, in the city, I think this takes place in New Orleans, and they accidentally hit a bicyclist, and as the bicyclist tries to get away, uh, their car is commandeered by a supposed police officer, who then chases down the cyclist, and then eventually running him over multiple times. 
Yes, and they're while, while they're in the car. Yeah, commandeers the car, chases guy down, murders him, backs over him multiple times. It's played for laughs. It's kind of brutal. It is. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of at the point where like, like brutal murder that's played for laughs. I don't, I don't know how funny that is. <laughs> Unless you're the Cohen brothers and you can pull that sort of thing off, it's hard to pull off brutal murder for or, laughs. I mean, Tarantino kind of does it. I definitely wasn't laughing when that girl got her head crushed oh, a no. dozen times. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's, no, but it's I hard, mean, that's a hard yeah. balance to do. But he did it in Kill Bill. He, he's done it before. Yeah. He, I mean, Pulp Fiction, yeah. he had plenty of, you know, ch- chuckle-worthy murders. <laughs> 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 and uh, so, yeah, this guy, the cyclist is dead. And then some witnesses see Kumail and Issa at the scene of the crime. And now our leads are on the run trying to clear their name. And that's yeah. kind of the basic setup premise of this yeah story so patrick <laughs> what did what did you think of we're gonna start with me yeah um honestly i wasn't really expecting much from this you know just based on those trailers you know i wouldn't say like i had high hopes for this this seems like a movie that's best suited on netflix i i would agree with that i think it would have been a complete bomb in theaters. Well, it would have opened in between Mulan and James Bond. Yeah. It would have been a complete bomb. I mean, because we saw a lot of trailers. There was a, a lot of trailers that they were selling this. And you could tell, like, it just, I mean, it, it didn't look great. But, I mean, you, you have hopes. Yeah. You know, if you plan on seeing something, you want to just go in open-minded, as open-minded as you can. And um, this, I just, the story sucks. Yeah. Like, the story makes no sense. And it, you, all you really have is just Kamal and Issa and their chemistry's fun for a while, but I think you and I, it, it graded on you after it, a while. It really did. They're, just, they're constantly just riffing. This movie is basically just improv riffs and exposition. Right? That, like That's it, the movie. There was no really <laughs> like thought out, careful jokes, in my opinion. It's just riffing. Yeah, um, it's just riffing. And, and the, I didn't necessarily like their chemistry. It started off okay. I would be lying if I said I didn't laugh at all. I mean, I, I yeah, got a couple I mean, there chuckles. Were, there was a couple you, you, you were of, laughing. Uh, but I was laughing because, you know, some of the the quirkiness of the, <laughs> the characters kind of reminded me of me and you. Sure. And that's a lot of that is in the beginning. Yeah. Where I think a, a lot of their chemistry and dynamic does feel believable. Yeah. So it, it does. the movie doesn't start out in shambles. It starts out pretty decent with their chemistry kind of driving it. But then this plot, this murder plot takes over. Yeah. And then it's, yeah, it's like this just convoluted, trying to clear their name, going from like one person to another, one imp- like improbable scenario to another. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, this movie didn't really work for me. But at least, I mean, it, blessedly, it's under 90 minutes. Yeah, thank God. So, yeah, like if this was over 100 minutes, I'd be angry right now. <laughs> yeah, there was one, you know, I laughed at one quirk because they were riffing because he he's a filmmaker, too. Right. And, it's you like, know. like, when can I see it? When yeah. can I see it? It's like, oh, the animation's still rendering. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> it you. It like you, something you, I've said to you. Yeah. So, yeah, some of their. <laughs> there, there were some quirks that I felt were, were similar to us, but not they're like. Both, they're both digging into their into the, the quirkiness of their characters. Yeah. They're trying to make it feel real. At least in these opening scenes, uh, there's an attempt at reality, it feels like. But they're, they're like going back and forth, like, they don't take a breath. And they're arguing about the um, the Amazing Race, and you know, there's stupid, stupid little joke that like pays off at the very end. Yeah, there's like little little things in there. I'm just like, come on, take a breath. You guys are there's arguing multiple, about stupidest shit on the planet. There's multiple scenes where like they're like 
tied up or like they're held at gunpoint and they're just bickering and ranting and improving yeah. for minutes on end. It's you get the feeling like there just there wasn't much of a script here and the actors knew like we got to crank this up. Yeah. And maybe they went to a little too much. Well, I mean, uh, you know, that's also on the director and the editor to kind yep. of rein it in. But again, I mean, this is like 127 minutes. So if you take out that improving, you have you have nothing. Yeah, this this wasn't great. What what are your thoughts? I think my exact words were I think I would be pissed if right. I paid money to go see this in theaters. Well, if we took a trip to a theater, we sat through like a half hour of previews yeah. and then this plays yeah. and then we have the whole drive home. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been upset. Yeah. And yeah, I would just would have I, I I probably would have You need to do something else with your night yeah. to redeem it after that. Yeah. <laughs> word on that (laughs) yeah this is not this is not a movie to plan an evening around (laughs) i don't know i just i didn't like the chemistry between you know the two leads at the beginning i I thought they had some chemistry but it it just wears thin because the chemistry really just relies on them just riffing and improving it it doesn't it's not enough to carry this movie it's not enough to carry this movie and then just, you know, the fact that the, it wasn't an original script. Even like, 87 minutes, it's yeah. not enough to get this movie, which is bad. Well, yeah. and I think that they added so many different things. Like, they go... Like, they, stup- stupid situations. Yeah. Which we'll get I mean, into they go in, in spoilers. Yeah, they go, like, do, like, a scavenger hunt, per, you it's know, real pretty dumb. much. And finding clues and following them. And, the plot didn't make any sense to me. Like, it wasn't plausibly motivated yeah. in any sense of the word. Just contrived and implausible is the way I would describe this plot. It's just constantly being explained because we constantly have to like keep putting these characters in like murderous situations. Yeah, it's dumb. It's it's real dumb. Yeah, I mean, I guess the one takeaway is that you know the characters they end up breaking up at the beginning of the movie, and then I think find redemption and like throughout their scavenger hunting. Course. They realize that they rediscover why they love one another. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, realizing that they are, you know, that each other appreciates the other. You they know. have qualities that the other one appreciates, but they don't understand it. Like they don't. At the beginning, they don't appreciate it. Well, at the beginning, they don't appreciate it, but I don't. I don't think at the beginning they they understood what the other one is feeling, or they're not communicating their feelings towards one another in a way that they feel appreciated. And you feel yeah. like that, like that evolves over the film. Yeah. So that, that's a nice thread. I guess that evolves. Yeah. Some good character work, a li- I guess a little bit. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, it, it's not new. Well, no, no. I mean, this I, story has been done. It's the same exact story as Date Night. <laughs> Except they have the millennial-esque twist to it where they're, you know, the Jed Apatow and What's-Her-Face that I can't stand. The director of uh, Little Women. Greta Gerwig? Yeah. <laughs> I I cannot stand Greta. I mean, it's all like... What does this have to do with Greta Gerwig? Because it's the same. Like, the dialogue is the same. Just like, very, very ver- verbose. And... Going back and forth, being quippy. Like, I just, I want to put a gun to my mouth. It's like, talk like a human being. Yes. Yeah. Not only do they not talk like human beings, no one in here really behaves or reacts like human beings would. No. Because in life-threatening situations, they're just they're, they're cracking jokes. They're just they're doing little, their little quips back and forth. 
And yeah, multiple times you were like, these two need to shut up. <laughs> these two need to stop talking. And they never do. They never stop. They're just talking. yeah. They're just I, clearly like the memo to these actors was to like just go for it, for, like frantically mug to carry this thing because <laughs> we don't have much else. Yeah, I guess why don't we take a, a quick break and when we come back, we'll get into spoilers for the Lovebirds. <laughs> All right, we're back and uh, we're gonna get into some spoilers for the Lovebirds. And uh, I guess like one of the first big like comedic set pieces. involves Anna Camp and through some convoluted reasoning our our leads end up meeting Anna Camp at like a bar and she and she's like a senator she's a senator's wife okay and they they go back to her place okay what what are they doing what yeah back it up back it up (laughs) when they hit the bicycle guy they get their phone they get the bicyclist's phone yes got it because that's the the head guy in charge of the blackmail scheme. That's I, th- going I think on. I even missed that, like them pulling his phone. Yeah, no, they pull his phone out. Okay, and they take it with him, and that's how they get you know the clues, right? Why did they? Why did they do this? Why did they take his phone? Because they want to be able to find out and clear their names. Because now people have called in saying that they're murderers and they killed this guy with their car. Okay, so they have. So his, they're on the run now, and they, they have his phone. Yeah, I don't know how like having his phone is going to like help them clear themselves. But... Okay, wow. How okay. do they how do they get to Anna Camp? They're like going through his messages. Yeah. So well, <laughs> it's plot. Oh, so on the phone, even though it's locked at this time, on the phone the notification, the calendar notification pops up, and it has the meeting time. In the bar. And so they pretend to be the, the cyclist. Yeah. To meet with Anna Camp. I guess Anna Camp wanted to tie this cyclist to to a chair and throw hot grease in his face. Well, I think what they were doing was they were going to do a exchange, blackmail exchange. So the pictures and money probably exchanged, but the well, senator's what? wife said something different and kidnapped them. What are these pictures? Of the secret sex society. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we get there eventually. <laughs> so on this phone, are the, are, there, are the pictures of the secret sex society on this phone? No, they go to the guy's address, the bike, bicycle guy's address. Yeah. Knock in the, the window, remember? And then that's when all the little, little preppy college kids are all involved. And they're stuffing the pictures. And there, apparently, the bicyclist is a part of the secret society and was blackmailing everybody in okay. the party. All right, so th- there, that's a that's a plot line. That, yes. Okay, so the the cyclist he's trying to be snuffed out because he's trying to blow the whistle on this sex ring. Yes. And what's wrong with this sex ring? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just people watching people have sex. Right. The the climax literally of the film is they end up in this auditorium with masks on like the black tie affair yeah like they're about to watch a play yeah but instead it's like group sex on the stage that's what this secret sex is pretty much yeah (laughs) it's like eyes wide shut a little bit just more theatrical kind of but a little more formal we find out later that this sex society is the one who hired the assassin to kill the bicyclist whose name is tom and the assassin that's the guy who was the cop? Yes. And, and we, he, he's played by Paul Sparks. Yeah. Okay. And we find out later that he really is a cop. 
and the secret sex society pays the this cop to protect them. And so the sex, sex society realizes that people are getting blackmailed. Lo and behold, the sex society didn't know that the cop was the founder of the blackmail scheme. <laughs> <laughs> like, where, where do you have time for jokes and laughs and this convoluted murder plot? You know. That you have to play you, out. You either get hot bacon grease to the face or, you know, a horse <laughs> to kick to the, to the face. Yeah. Or a horse kick to the, the chest area. I mean, do they, they just have a horse just lined up with, like, its ass facing out, ready to kick yeah. whoever's... It's very highly trained horse. Because she just went... She did a whistle. Right. And then the, the horse knew to kick behind. I mean, it's... I guess that that's a funny scene. I mean, that, but that was also in the, the trailer. Right. So y'all already saw it. It's 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 just very improbable. Like, when when that whole scene was happening, I wasn't even sure, like, what they were doing there. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's how just implausible all of this uh, uh, plotting and exposition is. They could either choose between the bacon grease or the horse. It's just, it's really... I would choose the horse. Broken bones can heal burns. We have a caved-in chest. I mean, that's, you can't, you can't do much die. with that. I, I'd rather die than be... Burnt in the face. And he actually seems okay from this yeah. horse kick. Yeah. Direct horse kick. Like, bam! It's just so implausible. I don't I don't know why we need this elaborate, like, murder blackmailing scheme for what should be just, like, a quirky romantic comedy. Yeah. And if all of this, like, if all the violent mayhem added to the laughs and the insanity, that, that would be something. Like, that's, I mean, the, like, there's a way to pull that off. This movie just does not do it. This was this was a bad uh, this was a bad film. It was a bad film. <laughs> I would give it a D, and the only reason why I'm not giving it an F is because of that one part where the relationship and they realize how much they love each other and kind of like the shift. Well, you got to give it points also for being so short. I mean, yeah. the movie realizes that it needs to get the hell off the screen pronto. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to wrap this up pronto. It's just yeah, I wish. I wish there were more laughs. Uh, I mean, there there's a couple chuckles here, but it's not. I mean, there's better choices. I think I, for I people. I just wish there were better jokes. I mean, the jokes well, that they were talking about. Well, actual I mean, jokes. Who, who cares about Amer- uh, Amazing Race? Like, I get. Yeah, I, that, I mean, that's the they were fighting about it at the beginning, and then at the end, the payoff is they were actually doing the Amazing Race, and then they're like in first place, but the last. The trial, next challenge, challenge they have to, is a, is on a horse, and like, oh you know, no, Kamal is afraid of horses now. So, right. cut to credits. Yeah, uh, a shame. <laughs> this movie is a shame, and uh, yeah, like you were saying, it just it, you know you needed actual scripted jokes, yeah, with like setups yeah. and payoffs, and not just them like frantically improving uh, their way through every scene. It like is. you could have just filmed these two just. Walking around New Orleans, getting a coffee, having a dinner that would that would have been more entertaining. Yeah. Than like this this frantic mad yeah, cat murder story. Yeah, they could have done like a midnight in like what what was that movie? Like a Richard Linklater thing, like a before midnight. Yeah, they I, could have done something I like that. I, that. That version with Kumail and Issa, mm-hmm. minus all this cr- crazy murder horseshit. Yeah. That would have been a real movie. Yeah. That would have been a real movie. Unfortunately, and it's not a good date movie, despite the title. I mean, yeah, I'm, I was looking forward to it because we haven't had a good like date movie. Like, 
This is the first new movie we've yeah. seen in like almost three months. Yeah, and I was <laughs> I was looking forward to it, and I was disappointed. You know what's sad? The last movie we saw in theaters was Bloodshot. Oh wow! That's that's a way that that's a bad way to go out. Ooh, with blood, bloodshots. <laughs> You don't want that to be like your last. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> you want to go out on a high note. Yeah. But th- I mean, these are the movies. These are the movies that we've got. We're quarantined, so what else are we gonna do? Do puzzles? Hey, I love my puzzles. <laughs> That's the Lovebirds, directed by Michael Showalter. You can find more episodes at Anchor.fm/slash Movie Date Night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at DN Movie Podcast, and you can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. See ya.